Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries podcast, and it's a bonus Random Thing Thursday episode. But before we get started, I've got a quick voicemail from Tim Shorts at Gothridge Manor. Take it away, Tim. Hey, John. Tim Shorts of Gothridge Manor here. Interesting topic. The X card, when it first came out, I was kind of like you. I was sort of like, oh, is this necessary? You know, it's like, ugh. But again, I was playing with folks that I've known for a long time, so it was never an issue. But it wasn't until, like, you know, of gaming out with other folks. And then the one time I was gaming with friends, actually, and they started getting into a topic that I just didn't, I personally didn't want to deal with. It had something to do with the kids, and I'm just like, no, no, I say, I'm, guys, no, 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 let's not go there. We didn't do an X card, but basically it was the equivalent of the same thing. And they're like, oh, what's, you know, they kind of asked me what was going on. I said, well, why you guys kind of think this is like a fantasy thing? I said, I work with this every day, and what you're describing is real to me. So, you know, let's let's move on past that. So I think the X card is definitely a good thing. Thanks for the call in, Tim. And yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think the X card is a great thing for making both the players and the GM feel a little bit more comfortable. And I can sympathize with what you're saying. I had a friend I used to game with fairly regularly who was fine with most things, but having had some sort of experiences in their past, they were not really on board with anything that involved children getting harmed or youngsters getting harmed in any way. And we all knew that around the table, so that was fine. We could avoid that or we could frame things in a way that wasn't going to bother her or sort of trigger that off in her. But if we hadn't all known each other as well, that's when having some sort of mechanism like the X card, or as you say, maybe not even anything as official as that, just an understanding would have helped us out in that situation. And that's where I think it really comes into its own. So thank you very much for the voicemail, Tim take care i'll catch you soon okay so on to the main theme of this episode and this is taking inspiration from the thought eater podcast with froth hosting if you've not had a chance to look at that i really recommend you check it out on anchor.fm slash thought eater and i'll put a link to it in the blog description and he does these sort of weekly roundups where he gets a lot of the um a lot of the sort of OSR stuff together and calls him his hump day bloggeramas, just collecting loads of really, really good stuff. And one of my favourite bits, uh, and I've been lucky enough to be mentioned in this, is the, the random tables that he gets together. Because, you know me, I love a random table. If I'm struggling with ideas, I'll often turn to a random table. And even, it might send me off in directions that I don't expect. And that'll just... I don't really often use it 100% as is, but it'll jumpstart my creative thought processes and get me thinking along new lines and just get me over that little hurdle, that little bit of a, a blockage, if you will. Now, one of the things I particularly like when Froth does his um, random table roundups is that it'll often roll on the tables and produce a sample result. Now, I put out a lot of random tables on my blog at www.reddicediaries.com. Check them out if you want to. And I've recently been using Chartopia, a sort of online uh, 
chart formulation website that allows you to put together your own random tables and roll them online. And that's been really useful. But it got me thinking, to be honest, as well as publishing my own random tables, I should probably like put the word out about other people are doing top quality random tables and ones that I've really enjoyed. Uh, and I thought I could tie that in with my whole random thing Thursday, which is basically my attempt to get myself back to a regular schedule and put out a, a random chart every Thursday. In fact, I've just posted one for today, which is a, a, ra a random series of linked charts which create a, a sort of random perfume with a, a, a random name composed of a couple of syllables and some random ingredients. Now... So I'm, I've recently been getting together a lot of random tables ready for my CSI Great London game set in the Midlands, just so I've got plenty of inspiration to turn to, uh, to keep things fresh in the urban setting. And one of the things that I've turned to is Raphael Sadowski's Elegant Fantasy Creature Generator. And you can find that on RPG. It's available as a PDF pay what you want i'll put a link again in the description and it's a very simple document uh, i've got a printed out copy in front of me here it's got a cool looking little skull with snakes coming out of it on the front and a nice introduction from the author now in the introduction the author's saying this is not one of those on-the-flight improvisational generators. If you want to use it, do it a few days before playing. Save some time to create the stats and polish your creature. So he's he's telling you, like, look, don't try and just roll something entirely on the fly randomly because that can lead to rush decisions and to things just seeming a bit random and quirky. Roll them up in advance. You can just tweak them a little to suit your game. However, that's not what I'm going to do for this. Just this sample tryout. I'm just going to roll on them and see what I get. So sorry to the author there. I know I'm immediately uh, sort of ignoring your advice, but if I were using this and when I do use it for my game, I will, I promise you, cross my heart, that I will follow your advice. So because I'm doing this old school and manually, I've even got out what I call my Midlands dice. You can hear them there. And they're a lovely set of green and red dice because like Colin Spike Pete Green and legendary Anchorite was saying, you cannot get too much of that red dice goodness. So I'm going to start on table one, which is the general creature type. So I've got to roll a D20. Let's see what we get. A seven. Okay, so it's a beast. It's not humanoid. And generally larger than ordinary humans okay so i'm just bringing up a little notepad window so i can write that down uh, what else does it say about that uh, it says think bear big lizard big stag or big bird check next table to determine so we're talking about some sort of crazy animal here uh, da -da -da -da. So on to the next table, which is the creature theme. So again, that's a D20 table. I think most of them are D20 tables with there maybe a few D12s and that in this thing. So let's roll on the, the creature theme. 18, Eldritch. So we've got some sort of Eldritch beast. And it says that this creature was there before you and before your race. It existed in another dimension or on another world or planet or reality like Alien, but in a more Lovecraftian manner. Now that's what I'm talking about. I love me a bit of Lovecraft, so that's all good. Some sort of Lovecraftian beast. So let's see 
what its mental faculty is. 10. It is a smart animal. Okay. That's sounding good. Like a very smart animal, a trained chimpanzee or family dog can learn the meaning of single words. Okay, so it's not going to be an evil mastermind. Maybe something like a hound of Tindalos or something like that. But let's see where we go. So dominating pigmentation. So roll once or twice. Twice if you want the secondary colour. I'm just going to roll once. This is a D12. So 11. It's translucent. Translucent skin or flesh, ooze-like, visible intestines and skeleton. Okay, so this is definitely taking a, a Lovecraftian turn here. Table three is random features. And there's a whole smorgasbord of those. It's a D100 table. So let's give it a quick roll. And it says roll until you're satisfied. Note down the results you like. Try and combine them as often as possible. So... I'm just going to roll twice on this for the purposes of this test and let's see what we get. 81, right, flip through the pages, like I say it's a, a fairly hefty table. So it's got claws, I suppose that makes sense, it's not massively dramatic but it's a beast, it's got claws. So let's try again for a second one. 36, invisible, now we are getting into Hound of Tindalos territory. Now I don't think that It'd be very interesting to have an invisible at all times since you'll be able to see that it was translucent as it was. So I'm just going to say it can turn invisible at will. And that's just an example, as the author was saying, of me just sort of tweaking it for my own personal preferences. So then we get on to table four. Well, I say table four, it's a series of tables. These are the finishing touches. So the first one is peculiar circumstances. If you want to make it a bit more complicated than it just being a random threat dwelling in a dungeon, try rolling here. Sure, let's give it a go. So D20, and that's an 11, and it's tragic circumstances. So something awful or horrific happened to the, the creature or something cared for. It can be angry about it, grieving or weeping openly. That's an odd twist, but pretty cool. The next table is Horrifier. Want your creature to be scary? Yeah, of course I do. Didn't get what you're after yet? Yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. Roll here and add one or more of these features. Right, let's just add the one and see what happens. Two, Haunting. Whomever slays this creature will be forever haunted by its ominous spirit, slowly driving them mad or changing him to become its next vessel. That's definitely going down. Loving the sound of that. And the next one is Weirdifier. Is your creature not weird enough for you? Roll here to get a quick fix. Another D12 table. Let's give it a roll. Three. Displaced. Take this mermaid and put it in the desert. Move this giant underground. Force it to crawl and squeeze through tight corridors. In short, take your creature and put it in the least natural surroundings. Okay, so since we've got a sort of beast, or this wild, crazed, sort of smart animal, I'm going to say that it hunts in an urban environment and the city. That'll keep it nice and displaced. And then finally, we have an attitude randomizer. If you don't know how the creature should react to the presence of the PCs, 
try rolling on this one again with the d12 three aggressive attacks on site okay so i think that's a really interesting series of tables there it's a it's a 15 page pdf approximately and just rolling randomly on these tables i've got this weird cthulhu like i can't help but imagine it as a hound like i say hounds of tindalos styly it's translucent you can see through it to witness the the pulsing organs and veins below the skin it has powerful claws and flickers in and out of reality turning itself invisible at will i'm going to say for the tragic circumstance the creature was actually summoned or bought into an urban or city environment perhaps a metropolis by its previous master who then died due to circumstances beyond his control leaving this beast stranded in our world trapped and seeking a way back home anyone who kills this beast will be haunted by its spirit the spirit gradually taking over their body and turning it into the next invisible hound so like i say i really love this elegant fantasy creature generator i think it's a great way to get you started it doesn't do all the stats for you or anything but it certainly gives you like the flavor of the creature you want and then you can put whatever stats to it suit your particular game it's effectively a system neutral resource like i say it's by Raphael sadowski who's done i believe two other products that are also on drive through rpg that's the elegant fantasy artifact generator the fantasy dungeon generator and this fantasy creature generator i'll hopefully get around to trying the other two in the near future but very much enjoy these I highly recommend you give them a look on drive through if that what we've just been talking about tickles your fancy or you need to create some interesting inspiration for creatures for your game so i hope you've enjoyed this bonus episode on random thing thursday until i see you next time take care and whenever you're playing have fun